All right, we're back. Episode 55, Weighing In with Travis Hartman. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we listen and we operate accordingly. That Thursday weekend, Trav, I am B-Money, the producer. Today's show, we're going to talk about are YouTubers and TikTokers ruining boxing? Uh, towards the latter half of the show, we're also going to discuss some of the differences between your professional boxing and the Olympic boxing, as it's relevant right now, as the Olympics are underway in Japan, and then even highlight some things coming up, especially this weekend. A friend of ours, friend of the show, Chris Billum-Smith, is fighting Tommy McCarthy out in England. We'll get to that at the latter part of the show. But weekend, Trav, we want to jump right in. Because this it. is a very heated topic, and it's a topic that gets a lot of media attention and a lot of social media attention, really. Are YouTubers and TikTokers ruining the beautiful sport of boxing? Those damn Paul brothers. I'm just kidding. Um, so, personally, for me, I'm going to say it like this. No, I don't think they're ruining it. I think they're adding to the audience a little bit. Um, I don't think that there is any purist boxing fan that is no longer a fan of boxing because YouTubers are fighting, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I do think that um, there are some of those purist fans that will watch it a little bit, but also we're bringing in a different demographic, a different age group. And I think that's probably what's plagued boxing a little bit is. And this is also why I think that UFC has... You, you've seen a rise in UFC ratings and stuff like that over... I mean, I think now they've kind of leveled off, but when it kind of got popular, you've seen a younger crowd. The demographic for UFC was more of a younger crowd sure, watching sure. that, right? Yep. Boxing had the old established guys uh, as fans. We've always had that. So I think that what we've always been missing out is, is those younger younger eyeballs coming up to the sport. So I think that YouTubers are adding to that. I really do. Are they adding to the pure form of like legit real boxers? Probably not. But I will say who all pretty much kind of started it all was Logan Paul and KSI. They were the first ones that kind of crossed over and did pro mm. boxing, even though they were not even amateur. They're not definitely not boxers. They did a pro fight card on DAZN, actually. Eddie Hearn did it. Um, so Logan Paul fought KSI, and it was a rematch. That was kind of like the first like just tipping point of – uh, kind of paved the way for a, a Jake Paul, which is Logan Paul's younger brother. Mm -hmm. But – I think that they're adding to the sport. I don't think that they're making the sport. A lot of people think that uh, the YouTubers think that uh, if it wasn't for YouTubers, boxing would be dead. This is what I will say. If the YouTubers weren't here, we'd still be doing okay. Yeah. However, if it was only YouTubers, they wouldn't be doing okay. Well, so let me, so let me ask you because this is uh, going back to basically when you were uh, really still, maybe at the beginning parts of your professional career when you were fighting – uh, and that's where some of the celebrity boxing got some attention. That, and that was almost like the, the predecessor to the YouTubers coming up. Because there was no YouTube back then, really. No, not really. Um, so, so when you're a fighter and you're seeing these sort of promotions go off, the celebrity boxing, the what I have called for several weeks, the circus events, you in the professional shoes at that time, what are you thinking as a professional boxer watching these things go off? Well, the celebrity boxing was kind of a big deal because I remember all the way back in 2004 when I made my pro debut, I believe that's when they had MTV had that celebrity boxing, mm -hmm. that celebrity boxing matches. I can't remember what it was called. I think it was called celebrity boxing maybe. So it didn't bother me. I knew people were tuning in just to watch some entertainment. It was horrific boxing, mm -hmm. but they tuned in to watch it. I remember also watching Shaquille O'Neal fought Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal's seven foot something. Oscar De La Hoya's 5'10". So... This stuff has been going on for a fair amount of time. But as so it's not like this is brand new. But, but as a professional at the time, you, you didn't see yourself being like, come on, man, why are we watching this rather than watching the, the, 
the putting the attention on the real cards. Yeah, I mean, honestly, no. And I know okay. a lot of people, as a professional boxer myself, they want me to be mad about this. They do. A lot of people want me to be mad. They're like, oh, you should be mad. I'm like, I'm not. Because I was just having this conversation with, um, with one of my friends, and I said, I genuinely believe boxing is at the peak. It is at the highest that I believe it's ever been. And I think that a lot of thanks are to the YouTubers. But... I'm not giving them all credit. I'm giving it credit because I think Jake Paul has led that front. And I think Jake Paul, for the most part, has done it better than a Logan Paul or a KSI or, or uh, well, any of those other he's guys. He's definitely got the marketing hat really well. Um, well, let's fast forward to today's market because what we're seeing, there's a lot of money flowing into these kind of events. There's a lot of attention, media attention. So if I'm, if I'm an up-and-coming up professional legit professional boxer okay and and i'm not trying to say that a jake paul isn't technically a professional but you know what i mean yep. guys that have been fighting their whole life broke into the pros have a nice record building up they're building up steam if i'm one of these guys and i'm looking at this event and i'm seeing all the eyes on it yep. what am i thinking if i'm still trying to make my way through what am i thinking as the professional like come on yeah I mean, listen, I, I've said it on the show many times, though. I, you have to reinvent yourself. Don't change your boxing. I'm not saying that at all. Professional boxers, you are professional because of your skill, period. What you do inside that ring, don't change that. I'm not saying that at all. Do not change your fighting style. If you're good at what you do at your certain style, keep to that. Don't change who you are. Be authentic still. However, once you turn pro, it's more of a marketing game. Mm. It's more of a promoting game. So, yes. Let's start taking some pages out of Jake Paul and Logan Paul. Start taking some pages out of others because at the end of the day, no matter what these guys do, let's say they fade out in a year or two, they're going to make 5, 10, 15, 20, 100 million dollars right. even after a couple of years. So you can't hate those guys for learning the hustle. And I say this all the time and I really mean it. And I, I wish my uh, younger professional boxers can look to this and see because here I'll tell you one guy that actually kind of has mastered the social media network and that's um, – Oh my gosh, Ryan Garcia. Sure. Yeah, a yeah. legit pro, undefeated, uh, should be fighting for a world title soon. That kid learned it too because he's massive on social media. He got a big gathering on social media. And I remember friends of mine, when the kid was like five, six, seven, and oh, they're reaching out to me like, oh, Travis, who's Ryan Garcia? King Ryan. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Mm -hmm. And it was kids that never watched boxing. Yep. So I do think that's the next wave of advertising. It's going to be coming from social media. It's going to be coming from themselves because still this is where boxing is lagging behind the UFC in this regard is Dana White, as much as I really don't like the guy very much, He's an evil genius, and he knows how to promote. He's a marketing genius. But yeah. he's young still. He's got a young mind. Yeah. And I think that professional boxing right now is led by guys like Bob Arum, who's 80-something years old. Yeah. Okay? They're, what they've done does work. Yeah. I've said this many times about Bob Arum. As much as I don't like the way he does a lot of stuff, it's worked. And, and listen— He's recently been in front of a camera. He doesn't need to be in front of a camera yeah. anymore. Come on. We want youthful energy, and that's what you're seeing from TikTokers and YouTubers and all this stuff that are getting into boxing. Okay, so let me, let me attack this from a different point of view because I'm, really, I'm just trying to, like, maybe I'm trying to goad you a little bit. Uh, I like because, it. Because I like it when people get on there and basically they're like, Weekend Trav has no idea what he's talking about. I His love opinion it. I love it. is dog crap. Love it. 
That's the sound bite. I love it. By the way, I was trying to get the sound bite. <laughs> um, so, so that is a sound hole. I'm going to write that down. 16.30. Okay. Um, I'm putting my sunglasses on off like a big daddy when I feel attacked. So let me frame this thing. Hide. Let me frame these events that we've seen recently. Okay. And we've talked about them on and off for various episodes. So if, if you've heard this from us before, so what? You're listening again. Give us a like. Give us a thumb up down there. Subscribe to the content because this is what you're going to get from us. You're going to get our real opinion on these things. The YouTube events go off. The YouTube fighters fight. They're not fighting boxers. They're fighting MMA people. They're fighting other people coming into the sport of boxing Mm -hmm. now from the shoes of the professional boxer. Am I getting agitated yet that these guys are pulling in guys from the other side, the other sport, getting them paydays? Where's my payday? Yeah. Well, I mean, and so there, there's a good and a bad thing about that, what Jake Paul and them are doing. I know what they're doing because they're marketing, right? And in boxing, what people don't realize is no matter who it is, they go all the way back to even Mike Tyson. When Mike Tyson first turned pro, he's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 10, and 0. He was fighting perfectly matched people, okay? They were putting people in front of him that were perfectly matched. Sure. Okay? But what they didn't have to deal with was a guy like Jake Paul who – needs to fight somebody that's popular and that will sell. Mm-hmm. They cannot put a guy in the ring with Jake Paul like they did a Mike Tyson. A 3-0 and Mike Tyson right now, would it'd be easy for matchmaking for him. Okay, sure. He's only 3-0. and He's not making a ton of money. A 3-0 and Mike Tyson wasn't making a ton of sure. money. There's not cards that were based on Mike Tyson at 3-0. and So the business aspect of Jake Paul becomes very tricky right. because he's only 3-0. and As much as everybody wants to see him fight great fighters, regardless of who he's fighting right now, there's a reason why he's fighting these guys. They are building his career like it would build any other world champion. See, That's wh- how you build world champions. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be a world champion, no. but they're building him in hopes of that. Right. What, what kind of irritates me, though, is leading into this one that he has coming up here with uh, Tyrone Woodley, mm-hmm. there was the opportunity for a Tommy Fury. Mm-hmm. Really. I mean, and they were... It as seemed, far as we know. As, as far as we know. And it seems like even on the social media side of things, it was kind of slowly building. You heard the rumblings from both sides on social yep. media a bit. And then that kind of fell on its face. And then here we are pitted against another MMA guy. No offense to MMA guys, because I love I love mixed martial arts. That's really kind of what got me interested in all this stuff. Anyways, yeah, that's how we MMA met. Guy. That's how we really met. Um, but I, if I'm a, a professional boxer, a pugilist, if you will, right? I like that's it. Nice word. I got to be frustrated at this point because we're we're here still. We're plodding along. We're we're cranking out our record. We're doing what we can to make it through. Mm-hmm. Yet all of a sudden now we're just pulling in guys from the other sport and we're giving them the checks, I want to fight these guys. I want to be on this card. How do I get on this card instead of it's just a bunch of random old guys and old names and old MMA guys fighting these random bo- – come on. It's tough because you're, you're not wrong, but you're also not right because if Jake Paul 3-0, let's just say, for example, hmm. Jake Paul is 190 pounds. He's, a cruise, he's in between light heavyweight and cruiserweight. I'm going to just throw out a name of an old guy that I know – not old, but around my age – he is a journeyman professional boxer from Missouri. Okay. Let me, let me pause you. We can travel. Okay. You are old like me. <laughs> so that is an old guy. Your age okay. is so an he, old guy. He might be older than me. But anyway, it's a guy. He's Tyler Seaver. He's had 20, pro, 20 plus pro fights, right? I think mm-hmm. he's like 15 and 15 or whatever it is be, be, before 30. He's like 14 and 16, something like that, right? If Jake Paul fights a guy like him, that's a legit veteran pro boxer, right? 
happened. But who's going to buy it? So people want to say these things, but I promise you, if they put, let's even say they put Jake Paul in there with a guy who's two and two, a two and two pro boxer, his name's going to be Joe Schmo from Iowa. Right. Who the hell's going to buy that? Nobody. That's why it's, it's actually thankful for the UFC guys, thankful that they're, there are sacrificial lambs right now, essentially. They really are. They're sacrificing themselves to build this kid's it's, career. It's counterintuitive. I get that. What I would like to see these cards look like is this, is the following. You get this kind of a main event. You get, like, a, like obviously, because we're talking about them, the YouTuber Jake Paul. It's soon to be, eventually, we're just going to call him the boxer Jake yep. Paul. He already wants that. Jake sure. Paul versus fill-in-the-blank MMA guy that will have draw some audience. Maybe even have a co-main event that's a similar structure. The rest of the card needs to be legitimate fights. Yeah. Legitimate boxers who are just trying to, who are going to get a nice payday for just being on the card. Yeah. That's what those, to me, that's what it needs to look like. And it's not looking like that. And that's wildly frustrating. I mean, the Triller crap show oh card when he fought Ben Astra and knocked him out the first round. That was a real pro fight. But remember that boxing match? How'd that turn out? It was the terrible. Rest, everything before that? Even, they I mean, were real pro fights, though. It wasn't uh, very good. There, there was, was some, like four. Yeah, but they weren't yeah. good. Like no. the format of that whole thing was messed up. And that's, that's Triller. That's, that's a whole other discussion when it comes to Tiafima yeah. Lopez and, yeah. you know, Bob Aaron's They're in trouble there. plan B there. Triller's in trouble. Uh, we were not going to talk about that this week. That might be coming up. But I don't know, we can trap. I don't think there's an honest answer or a fin- final answer here. It's one of these things where you just got to eat the turd yeah. and deal with it. Listen, to be fair... Tyrone Woodley versus Jake Paul is going to be exciting. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. I really am because I do – I'm still going to – I'm still saying that Jake Paul wins that fight. I'm saying that for sure. And he's going to be my prediction. I don't know how. But Tyrone Woodley is a lot tougher than Ben Askren. He's looked a lot better Even though training. he's older, he's just tougher. And you could tell the mindset. Even Ben Askren. Ben Askren was training. He was. He can lie all he wants and his body looked terrible. But he was still training. Yeah. And he actually tried. And when he got knocked out of the first round, he acted like he didn't even try. But he was trying. That's a good way of um, really deflecting you got your ass kicked. Right. But Tyrone Woodley, this guy's got some ego and some pride in this. And you could tell he's actually, he's like, okay, I don't want to get knocked out by Jake Paul. I don't want to be a meme. You know what I mean? And listen, and listen, he has trained. That was my pen. He has trained. I mean, it's, it's, and that's not, not just the past couple months. He, Woodley's trained boxing yeah. in his past. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's had, more of a wrestler, though. Yeah, the wrestler, sure. But watching him actually train, uh, like, I know you, can, you say everything, everyone can make mitts look good. What are we looking for over there? I, why? You need one? I got one. I got the pen right here. No, just the cap came off. Look at that. We can trav. <laughs> Pulling out the stops for the producer. Um, it's going to be much tougher matchup. Here's, so if we fast forward to the fight, here's my concerns. If Woodley makes an easy example of Jake Paul, the experiment's over. Okay? Completely. Completely yes, it over. Really is. And in, in fact, I think that hurts boxing if the experiment's over. You think so? I think so. I How think come? so. Because then all of a sudden you shut the door on a certain viewership, that fan base that was starting to get excited, that maybe yeah. would have been watching other things because they're waiting for their YouTube boy, okay? Man, YouTube man. Yeah. He's a man, right? Um, so I think that shuts the door on a certain fan base. And then there's less talking. The less we're talking about the sport, 
the, you know, the less notoriety. Yeah, I mean, I think that boxing right now, without Jake Paul and Logan Paul, they're still established. You got guys like Canelo Alvarez. This is not going to affect his oh, no, no. Paul at I, all. I agree. But you're not bringing in the new ones. Correct. We're going to stick to what we had. But then, that's we're traditional going, fans. then we're going back to the same amount that Fox Sports and ESPN and yeah. all these things were actually talking about boxing. Going back, to, whereas during these kind of crazy, crazy bouts, it's like the first thing they're talking about. Yeah. So the, if the experiment gets shut down, I don't think that's a good result for boxing. Temporarily. Yeah, I think, I think, you're, I think temporarily for sure. I think people are, for sure it'll be temporary. But it depends on who shuts it down too. If Tyrone Woodley shuts it down, I think it expands more because now I think more UFC guys are going to try to come over. Yeah. Po- possibly. Yeah. But it depends on who shuts him down. So if Tyrone Woodley doesn't do it, which I don't think he will, to be fair, um, if it's somebody else, some random guy, who knows? Who, what other UFC guy could he pick off at this point? Retired UFC guy. I don't know. So We're going for Mike Perry next, possibly? So, uh, That'd be entertaining. He's, not retired, he's still fighting. But, uh, That's he, the next step, I think, though, as a, as a current one. Yeah. So, well, Dana wouldn't let So that do we want to watch you know, retired, semi-retired MMA guys come over and box each other? No. 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 So I think so. Jake Paul. Well, I think they would start calling out actual pro, like legit pro boxers. Maybe saying, if so, he wipes Jake Paul's butt. So here's the thing. Jake Paul needs to win this. Yes, he has to win yes. this. Like him or not, Jake he's in a do or die. Jake Paul needs to win for the betterment of boxing. <laughs> Quote that. Jake Paul Oof. needs to win for Oof. the betterment of boxing. Oof! I don't know if I can agree with that, but I think that. Jake Paul is in a very tricky predicament. People are like, oh, he's making all this money and he doesn't deserve it. Bullcrap. This guy has a, has a win or go home right now because the way that he's built himself up, the way they've marketed all of this, if you're anybody else, you're Floyd Mayweather, you're anybody else, they're building your career early and you take one loss early, you're not necessarily done. No. But if Jake Paul takes a loss yeah. early, he's done. Yes. Experiment's over. So this kid actually has it pretty tough if you think about it. The critics are pretty harsh on this guy, probably for good reason, because he never had an amateur career. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're extra strict on him because they're like, oh, this guy doesn't deserve to make $900,000 or a million dollars a fight because he's 3-0. and But the kid's got a lot of pressure. A lot of it he put on himself 100%. And and, but he's making a ton of money. And that's why – so like it or not, yes, his character sometimes comes into question. The way he comes about – Eh, but I am never going to disrespect the level of marketing and hustle that the kid has because he's put himself out there. He's put himself in a position where he's got to win yeah. or else he is going to be the one that's eating the proverbial turd yep. uh, of boxing. But I do believe that for when you look at the vast landscape, short-term landscape, he needs to beat Woodley. And that's not saying I want him uh, to. Absolutely, yes. That's not As saying a business per- standpoint, he needs to. That's not me saying personally I want him yep. to beat him, but I'm saying for the, for the betterment short-term of boxing, he needs to because this experiment needs to keep going. Yeah. They're, they're going to milk this as much, best as they can. They if he loses, to. they can't milk it. And you know what? Even better for the guys coming across the, coming across the river in order to fight him, yep. mainly in MMA guys. But, you know, Jake Paul just did something really good this weekend over in Puerto Rico. He Him did. and BJ Flores put on this uh, amateur boxing em- event, and it was uh, what they—I can't remember what they called it—but it was something against bullies. Well, it was, so it was a nonprofit event in Puerto Rico, and they had a bunch of—it uh, was either middle school and/or high school. I don't remember the age range, but it was a bunch of kids that came in, and it was the whole spiel what you would expect. It was the anti-bullying campaign, 
put them through an hour of workout of boxing. All the kids got gloves and stuff like that. It was actually, you know what, you can hate on this guy as much as you want, and maybe that wasn't necessarily for the right reasons. Yeah. I, I don't think that's the case. I think it was for the proper. It seemed fairly genuine. And, and plus your friend B.J. Flores, his trainer, he yep. was out there too working it. And listen, that's the right stuff to do because beyond boxing, investing in the youth of America, which you and I both do in different ways, yep. is vital to the success, not only of the sport and other sports, but also our country and our society. society. Yeah. So kudos to Jake Paul. There's not, if anyone out there is listening and you have something negative to say about that, please comment below. Please tell us yeah. because we want to see what kind of an idiot you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you, how do you honestly bag on the guy for putting on an event like this? And he paid for it. Yeah. He paid for gloves, all this stuff, gave it to the guys, the kids there. So also, Second topic to, to, that we should touch on, this kid is, is grinding, is that we've been doing our podcast for over a year now. We're on our second year of our podcast mm-hmm. right on YouTube. This kid figured out how to get 22 million YouTube followers. You and I both know how hard it is to gain YouTube followers. Yeah. This kid's doing something, guys. Say what you want about him. Say what was character, whatever else. The kid's doing something right. And to be a YouTube creator... You have to put in a lot of time. I mean, these kids are constantly putting out videos after videos after videos. Is it not the same as as a normal everyday like nine to five job? But it's a grind, and now, if you don't know know about fair, it, it is. To be fair, they have production teams and, and crap that do they that did for it when now. they first started. Oh, though, when they yeah. first started, YouTube, so yes. yeah, different animal. They were on the ground floor. So, to the youth of America listening to our voice, if you're listening, find whatever is going to be the next thing and get started now when it's early. Yep. If something is a new, a, a new platform, new tech, jump in it now because yep. you never know when it will explode. YouTube was barely a thing when I think – I don't remember when it came about. Maybe I was in college. I don't even think it was there when I was in college. No, it wasn't because I turned pro in 2004, and YouTube was not very prevalent then. No. There was not YouTube videos no, of guys no. getting knocked out. So, so if you have it a wasn't platform, even prevalent then. Listen, the world is, is in a cool spot It was there, right but it wasn't prevalent. Technology is like – there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to happen for like my kids and, and your, your newborn when, when, you know, so there's so many cool things going on. YouTubers and TikTokers, TikTokers, talkers, TikTokers. Final thought on that. Are YouTubers and TikTokers ruining boxing? Sum it up. No. Okay. There you have it. Weekend, Trav, Travis Hartman, like his opinion or not, that's it. It is not ruining. Okay, let's shift gears here. Uh, there's no good segue into it other than the fact that the Olympics are going on in Japan. Weekend yep. Trav, I can tell you with, without a shadow of a doubt, I have watched zero seconds of this. I've read some articles, and it's only been going on for a few days, but I've watched zero. And, in fact, one article I read is that the ratings for the, the Olympics right. are hitting like 30-year lows yep. on NBC. Yep. What a surprise. There's no fans. No fans, yep. No one cares. It's a year late. It's a bummer, man. It's a bummer. It's a bummer for the athletes. Yep. Not necessarily the spectators. Who cares? Yep. The athletes who have trained their whole lives in some cases. Yep. However, there are some sports where there are professional athletes making multi-millions of dollars, and they're just randomly there on a team. And you know what? Mm. They're, getting, they're, getting, they're getting beat. Which brings us to the – where's the gun? Oh, 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 here we go. Wait. Here we go. The money shot – Of the week. That was real money, folks. Money of the week. I was about to pull up my Don't portion. start taking any of my money. It's my money. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, so money shot of the week, weekend trav. Uh, I read about this. 
And we're going to go to pool play of USA basketball. They're taking on France. And obviously, it's kind of cool because you see all these other players that are on these uh, other other countries' teams. They're, they play in the NBA. So these guys know each other, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know who they're playing. So France has got some NBA players. They got some team. talent. Yeah. USA's beating them. Uh, we got about a minute left in this game. And what happens? And you're going to see the video highlight. Hopefully, they don't take it down. But it's there. Uh, Evan Fournier, Fournier who yep. used to be with the Orlando Magic, now at the Boston Celtics, I believe. I did not know that, actually. Okay, yeah, he was traded mid-year because that's, uh, you know, we were, were blowing up the team in order yeah, to we rebuild. Yeah, we were there. We, I, one of the games we were at, he played. Fournier played. So, Fournier hits a three-pointer over Kevin Durant, which you should be seeing on the screen now. It was a kickback. He got it. Kevin Durant's kind of running out for it, and Fournier drills a three. It was a go-ahead three for the for Go-ahead the Go-ahead three for the win. One minute to play. France never looked back. Beat USA in pool play. Last time that happened, weekend, Trav, guess what the USA, how they placed overall in the Olympics? Bit of bronze medal. Bronze. Bronze. So it's not looking good. Not looking good so far. It's Plus, looking good, guys. lead-up matches back a week or so ago, they were losing week. I think we all. I think, I think they've said we've lost three or four matches, exhibition matches leading up to this. I'm pretty sure it's been three or four. So it, USA, it USA could, basketball, NBA. It couldn't happen, happen to a nicer set of professional athletes. I know. I, know. I, I would agree. I, I mean, these NBA players, I mean. Entitled, spoiled brats. That's, it's, and it's not even that. We don't even have everybody playing for their own country yeah. i think i think what happened was china, china. Uh, paid lebron they said hey you're gonna stay home we're gonna cancel your contract oh, I he was on don't china. play i thought he was on china's national well, team well he's, he's on their payroll oh so oh. he's not on their actual team got it he's on their payroll he's at home watching like, high school basketball games while as usa a, is getting as a smoked proud, as a, they're not getting smoked as a proud hbo max subscriber i can tell you this i refuse and will not watch that stupid movie with lebron james in it that is a defamation of the original. Yeah, I mean, we're older now, obviously. That's nostalgic for me. Space Jam. You cannot remake Space you Jam. You can't. Without Michael Jordan. You can't. And it's so like... I know what they're trying to do, and you know what they're trying to do. They're trying to put him out there, but I heard that he didn't do a very good job. Well, plus, you know what? When I looked at the couple clips and things like that, it's just the overall feeling of the movie is dark. Like, it's not fun. Yeah. Space Jam back in the day was fun. You got you had Jordan out there and Barkley and all those guys. I mean, Patrick they, Ewing. I mean, and that was fun. Muggsy Bogues. It like, was yeah. fun. So, you know what? Whatever. So, money shot of the week, going backwards. Money shot of the week goes to Evan Fournier. Three-pointer over Kevin Durant in pool play to take home the victory for France over USA Basketball. Yikes. It doesn't mean that the U.S. still can't win the gold because no, they still can. They can. Yeah. But... It's not a good start. Not a good start. They've had a rocky start. They've had a rocky season ratings-wise. They have all that going on. And now we don't have our best players. I mean, that's just all there is to it. We don't have our best players playing. We have some really good players. You have Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, for sure. But for whatever reason, they're, they're, just, they're not putting it together. Yeah, it'll take some time. Now, sticking with the theme of the Olympics, let's go straight into Beard of the Week. Another new segment that we've been doing here, Beard of the Week. Bring, there's like a whole thing. Beard of the week. Okay, so we struggled with this one weekend, Trap, because we want it to be relevant to the moment. There hasn't been a ton going on, like necessarily boxing action over the week. You know, professional sports has kind of died down a little bit. You got baseball, but we don't watch baseball really. Um, so we saw an article, or at least I saw an article, that talked about 
Michael Phelps. Remember him? Mr. Olympian. Had how many gold medals? I don't even know. Last count. Dude, a million? too many. He had a million. Like a million and one. A million and one gold medals. This guy came back, did some, did some commentary for a swimming event, and everyone was raving about his beard. So we're putting it on the screen now. Yes, that's our... He gets it. This is the beard of it's the week. the beard of the week. It's our cop-out beard of the week. Let's call this guy Mr. Olympian, though. But it's like, come Michael on. Phelps. Hey, remember... Dude was a stud. Remember when there was like a big old what to do because he was caught smoking pot? Yes. And now, now look at us. Yes. Look at the lengths or look at how far we've fallen <laughs> in our sports society. Gosh. Yikes. Okay. Beer of the week. Bummer. Okay. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Beer, beer of the week. Okay. Last thing we're going to stick to with uh, the, the topic of the Olympics. I mentioned at the uh, beginning part of the show. Yep. Let's talk a little bit about from a fighter's perspective. The Olympic boxing versus the traditional professional boxing. Yep. Um, you know, so I know you've trained different ways, and you've trained both ways there with – I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it that way. Be money. Or did I? We need a new de- demographic. Our views are down, so we need a new demographic here. <laughs> we on, do. On weighing in with Travis Hartman. Yes. Okay. So we need to. Anyways. I about did something. So let's talk. Let's talk about the differences, at least from your perspective as a fighter, when you're looking at the Olympics or training for that or when you're competing in that sort of format versus the traditional professional format. So the crazy thing is a lot has changed since I was uh, amateur 2004. I fought in the Western Olympic Trials in the United States. Uh, it was in Bakersfield, California. Lost in the quarterfinals. But I say that because in 2004, um, Am, our Olympic boxing was still amateur. It was one of the it was one of the very yep. few sports in Olympics that were still amateur athletes. As of the last Olympics, boxing is actually professionals can now compete in the Olympics. So why I say that is because they've also changed the scoring around. The scoring used to be computer scoring when I was up and coming, and now as of this year, they are doing the ten point must system, which is just like professional boxing. However, the cool part about this is I actually like this. So in professional boxing, they have three judges. Mm-hmm. All three judges' scores matter. In amateur boxing in the Tokyo Olympics, they're having five judges. All five score the fight. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then randomly a computer chooses three of those five judges scorecards to score Mm -hmm. that way if a judge is corrupt there's a good chance that maybe his score won't get submitted so it's a little different than there's some other sports that go to judging in the olympics like gymnastics uh diving things like that where they'll do uh similar scoring it's not exactly the same but they'll drop i think the bottom and the top judges Just because, you know, you might have, they always say you have, you have the Russian judge with yeah. those Russian gymnasts. Like, they all get to tens or whatever. They are all tens. Um, <laughs> let's go back to boxing. So, yeah, so it's, it's kind of a cool system. I think that it, they're trying to weed out, you know, bad decisions and things like that. Sure. They also don't have headgears. They put headgears on them for a while. They took headgears off now. So amateur boxers are fighting in the Olympics with no headgear. I'm absolutely against it based on the fact that when you're in the Olympics, you have to fight consecutive times during a week. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So with headgears, it cuts down on the cuts. Okay. Mm. When you're amateur boxing with no headgear, it's so much easier to get cuts. Mm. An accidental elbow, accidental headbutt. You obviously can still get those with amateur boxing with a headgear, but you see it very rarely. It cuts mm. it down. So there's some crazy study that they did. I think in 2012, Aiba, which I think is very corrupt, they did a study uh, and said that headgears, when fighters wore headgears, they sustained 
worse damage concussion wise than without wearing a headgear. Hmm. So they eliminated the headgear. All listen, it's all about money and it's all about ratings and people don't want to see when people watch boxing they want to see blood guts knockouts, right? Headgears do cut down on the knockouts and the blood because you don't get cut as much. Sure. So I think Aiba wanting to boost all of their sales, their revenue, whatever else, was like, take the headgears off and let's claim that it's for safety. And they did that. And now there's fighters are literally, if you get cut and you cannot fight, you're forfeiting it. Yeah. So you're going to see stuff like that happening. And that's what I don't agree with and I don't like. So there's no headgears and they're claiming there's no headgear because it's safer. In what world is that safer? You have a pad on your face it sticks off about that much and you have cheek protectors stick off about that much but they're telling me and telling the rest of the yeah. world that it's more dangerous so between that and like one of the other main differences and we couldn't find the specifics but it the round count is different typically right yeah. shorter round count that sort of thing and yeah so i, I mean that's what we're having to look forward to i, I don't know if there's been any action yet because it's pretty early in the olympics at this point there's only been a couple days worth of action um, but, but when we're looking at the differences between, let's say, we're watching Ryan Garcia and Luke Campbell, mm-hmm. you know, versus... Longer rounds. Pros, longer you see longer rounds. rounds. You don't see as much action early. But amateur boxing, uh, this is my comparison, is right now in the Olympics, it's more of a sprint. Professional mm-hmm. boxing, it's a marathon. Got it. Got it. That's so, the easiest way to sum that up. So the illusion that I brought in or to, to tie it together is because I mentioned Ryan Garcia and Luke Campbell. Mm-hmm. Going back to the fight they had in Dallas... Mm-hmm. One of the, the people in Luke Campbell's camp was our friend, right. friend of the program, Chris Billum-Smith, out in, uh, out in the, uh, the UK. He is fighting Tommy McCarthy here this weekend. We wanted to give a quick shout-out to him and support. They're fighting for the Commonwealth uh, Cruiserweight title, which is uh, the quote-unquote British Empire Cruiserweight title. Yep, yep. That's going to be on Saturday, uh, the 31st, uh, July 31st, with the Zone. Uh, they're currently in fight camp right now. So we just want to give a shout out and our support to, to, to our guy, the gentleman. The gentleman. And like, he's a, he is a gentleman yeah, too, like in real nice. life. Like first time we ever met him, like off camera, all that stuff. Pretty nice good guy. Good dude. So, you know, good luck to you in your match this weekend. Hopefully we'll be able to have you on the show after this weekend. We know you're busy this week. Yep. Very cool. Look forward to having you on in this corner for sure. So, so take a look. DAZN, listen, they have a few things coming up here. I think maybe last week was one, and then this week and the week following. You got a Benny Bridges fighting, yeah. which the blonde bomber. She made some headlines last fight. The blonde bombshell. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff coming up with that promotion. And names you probably never heard of, but it's going to be competitive. So as boxing fans, please tune in to whatever you can that's going to be on TV. Maybe ESPN has some stuff. The Olympics are going to kind of take a lot of coverage away, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, or fortunately, it depends on whether or not you're a, a, a sheep or not. But anyways, so it's not half bad. That's at least. Oh, I got you. I got you. Let's give a quick, uh, quick take here on this quarter horse reserve we're drinking. I know there is no uh, transition to this, but uh, we've had quarter horse before, but not the reserve. I don't think. I don't think so either. I think so you're right. We can travel uh, zero to ten boxing gloves. Give me your opinion on it, and then give me the number. Let's see. It was, it was solid, so I'm I'm gonna give it a fairly high rating. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go six point seven. Okay. Solid. I would drink again. That is solid. It's a solid. I would drink. We're very very strict on our stuff. Like I said, we barely really ever go above seven. Yeah. So when people hear this and they hear us say a six point something. Don't be discouraged because we've literally what we've had a handful that we've done over seven. I don't think we've ever had an eight or a nine. So we're very strict. So please take that into consideration because I know that I drink um, 
a couple weeks ago we drank the Knob Creek maple one, mm-hmm. and the friend that got that for me for my birthday, she's like, oh my gosh, now I know not to get that for you. And I was like, no, no, I six point. What did I did I say seven point zero or it was like a six point eight, six point nine something. Average was six six point nine. So I think I gave it a seven actually, and you gave it a six eight to make it average six point nine. So and I was that's like, no, no, no. Score. Well, yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. Like you have to realize nice. if you go through all of our scores that this. Even though it sounds low, it's actually pretty high for us yeah. because we never go above 7.0 hardly ever. So uh, I'm drinking this. I started drinking with some ice, and then once the ice melted down, I finished. I did a little pour top off. You can go back in the episode and review it, and also that will help give us more seconds and minutes of you watching the video. Uh, I'm drinking it neat right now. Weekend Trap. I actually really like the Quarter Horse. Uh, I spoke to somebody at the liquor store about it. And, and he's really talking about the main blend of it, but I saw the reserve. I'm like, that's for me because ding, ding, ding. be money. You're going to spend that money. It was also double I got points, right? Fu- I got this funny money. Um, <laughs> so you gave it a six, seven. I'm giving it 7.2. That's a big score for me. Big. What's the average it out to? Hold on a second. Cause I had to do the math because it's not a, it's not a, a an easy division thing in my head after I've been drinking. Okay. So on average, we're giving it six point nine five boxing gloves. <laughs> we're not. We're not going to round up either. It's a six point nine. Six point nine five, because this is a PG thirteen show. Anyways, so that is the bourbon take for the week. Because weekend Trav, you know we are the number one beards, bourbon, and boxing podcast filmed. In Orlando, Florida. I wanted to see if you would do it. Specifically, Laureate Park. Specifically, in a boxing gym. Shot on a Sunday or Shot Monday. Shot on a Sunday or Monday. Today is Sunday. Lately, it's been a Sunday because yeah. we're back on track. Yeah. In the world. In the world. In that demographic, we're number one. In Folks, the world. try to find somebody else that does that in Laureate Park, Orlando, Florida, boxing Period. gym. Period. You will You're not. not find it. Yeah. And if you do, we'll still blow their doors out because I'll knock the on their door. And when they answer it, they're going to go, do, 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 do. And I'll knock them out. That way... We will also be the only one in that demographic now. Bingo, bango. Thank you to our media partners today. That is TH Boxing, IF Enterprises, and Gulfstream Financial, as always, to your media support. You know, we can drive. We had a good show here. We were talking a bit. Uh, we talked to the Olympics, the differences there, uh, but also, you know, really what you came here for are YouTubers and TikTokers ruining boxing, specifically Jake Paul and the like. Um, and our answer to you is no. Unfortunately, I think, and this may be just be me, Jake Paul needs to win for the betterment of boxing. What do y'all think? Tell us what you think down below. Comment, subscribe, like, blah, blah, blah. We love you all. Bada bing, bada boom. That there is Weekend Trev. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. producer. Thanks for joining us. God bless.